BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. That was almost a very different show for a second there. Some very uh, sensual music that does not fit with the vibe of New Japan. We are one day removed from the new beginning in Osaka, and that music could not be further away from the carnage we saw in Osaka. It's been it's been a little while. I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little rusty at uh, <laughs> at the bread club stuff here, Kieran. How are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm good. New Japan. Are- popping off on all cylinders no matter what they got they got something for everyone whether you want your technical classic or you want to see 10 dead bodies um god damn man i can't i'm I'm still not over that steel cage match he's you're still buzzing i just it's gonna stick with me for a long time man it's gonna it's nice to know that that you feel something after the last month of uh of heartbreaking news that uh New Japan has bestowed upon you. I mean, Okada leaving, Osprey leaving, Tamatonga, I can live with leaving. There's someone else leaving that I'll have to tell you off air. Uh, I don't want to know. It's, it's someone. You know what? If you follow Kieran on Twitter, you might be able to connect the dots. I'm just going to say that. Yeah, maybe I've stuck my foot in it there with that little thing. No, it's it's uh yeah um it's a it's a weird time for New Japan man. It's popping off in the ring, but backstage it's not so. It's it's exciting for all the wrong reasons. Ah, uh, that's never never what you want to hear. Uh, I know you guys out there, you thought the Bread Club was gone, but no 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 no. We're just both very busy individuals, but we will cut out at least once a month. To come back and talk New Japan Pro Wrestling on Fightful Overbook, FightfulOverbook.com, Fightful.com. Uh, Kieran, if you forget, uh, Kieran RH93, he's doing wrestling at WrestleIN. And I am Matt from the Shining Wizards at Wizards Podcast. Uh, it's been a while. Last time we talked was post Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, and we are not short on things to talk about because, as you said, still buzzing from the 10 man cage match. And I'm still buzzing from arguably the best technical wrestling match I've ever seen. Oh, man, wasn't it just beautiful? And the the, the, the cherry on top, Zach, getting the oh-so-important win. It's the best birthday present to me that I could have asked for. It was a night. I just think the, the whiplash. Do you know what was great? The, the fact that there was this 
big time between the cage getting set up. When was your birthday, Kieran? February 11th. Oh my God, happy belated birthday! I get the new beginning. It falls on my birthday every year, practically. It's a great birthday present. Um, There's Matt Matt scribbling a note, it seems. (laughs) So look, I'm a fucking dork. I have just wrote it on my calendar. So now I know next year, even if we're not doing Bread Club, we've, we've formed a friendship. I can just reach out and say happy birthday to you. No, I didn't. I, I put up one little tweet about it, whereas like in, in years past, I've done my, as a bit, obviously, I do my on this day tweets. I've done on this day, however many years ago I was born. Oh, um, a... and I Exactly. Uh, but I didn't do that this year. Um, but yeah, well, you like... know what? I think maybe you did, uh, but you didn't know it. It was just pictures of you with Will Ospreay, and we got to see uh, Kieran grow up through all those pictures. <laughs> you did. I think the first picture there is shortly after he like debuted in New Japan. Like we're talking 2015, 2016, and he's got the Union Jack flag draped over him. Um, I'm wearing a one-piece T-shirt that was far too big for me. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a, a weird time to be a New Japan Pro Wrestling fan. Oh, Nelly's back. It is. Come on. No, no, no. I, okay, you want to say hi to Kieran? Come on. Come here. Come on. It's been a while. Go ahead. Say hello. <laughs> say hi. Say I mean, hello. the difference is now as well, like... Hi, There's Kieran. Nelly. Look at the Nelly. look at all the fluffy belly. I've got I've got little Yuki uh, loafing on the floor next to me because now I have this space and everything. Have these animals and they can do what they want. Um, it is it is yeah they can do what they want right. It's yeah they're loving they're loving going from a flat to having stairs. I they love it. I bet. I bet. Um, but yeah, man, I think like Matt said, we are doing bread club less often. We are uh, my, it is. I think Matt, if he could, would do it weekly in his defense um it's my my life is becoming very very hectic uh between moving and wedding and injuries and work life and just everything in between um but yeah we will at least once a month we're gonna probably just do it around a new japan calendar like i think we thought about doing one last week and we was like well let's wait wait a week and new japan is on a sunday we record on a monday that's perfect um so new beginning we're, we're 24 hours removed from it matt just finished watching the main event like half an hour ago so it's it's still fresh and raw in his mind um but yeah we'll, we'll talk about older stuff but i think we have to talk kick off talking about the show right and then and then we can jump and jump, jump all over the place but god damn man, we gotta speak about danielson versus like jr we gotta speak about this still cage match we gotta speak about okada versus tanahashi we don't have to speak about the tag title match that's fine oh well you know i'm gonna want to first of all uh, so, you know, obviously we have the New Japan Tour and there's been a couple big main events, um, not big, but main events that you want to go see. But so we ha- I can speak for myself. I don't know about you, but I haven't wa- been watching full shows. But this show, I was like, you know what? I want to watch it from start to finish. I got stop, Nelly. Get down. I got the app on my TV. It's very easy. I just hit the button. I put it in English and we're off and running. So um, so I haven't been watching the opening matches Bro, Bolton Oleg looks like a completely different fucking dude. I love Bolton Oleg, man. He is like a child grew, just got superpowers overnight and grew into a monster. He's like so endearing. Like he's this big, I don't know, he's terrifying as well. But because he is still relatively green, he's like so clumsy looking, but so terrifying. Like he is this mishmash of stuff that should not work. I absolutely love Bolton Oleg and... I w- I'm I'm so excited for his future. But yeah, I I like the ending to the opening match as well. Like Taguchi copying and then like Bolton Oleg being so distracted and showing off his feats of strength, he doesn't even realize Taguchi's being rolled up. It was a great bit. 
who 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 sent yo the uh all the ECW tapes with Raven in it, and then he decided he was going to dress like Raven. Come on, Nelly. I don't even remember what Yo is wearing, but Yo is, Yo is killing it right now. He's really found his character. He's really leaning into it. He's like the the kind of tomfoolery, but the shithousery and the winding people up and stuff. And then he's a cracking wrestler to back it up when he needs to. Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed the open. You know, I, I, again, haven't watched a full new japan show in a while just usually the matches i want to see but this was a lot of fun way to open the show and you know bishimon in the in the second the second match against the united empire of newman and great okan uh, i tweeted about it yesterday i think i think the velvet voice and chris charlton do an amazing job but if we can get a tmdk uh see over here in the states we have uh what's called the manning cast it's the Peyton and Eli Manning. I saw this tweet. Yes, I didn't understand they, it. But. So so Monday Night Football takes place on like ABC. It's like one of the major networks here. But then on ESPN, Peyton and Eli, both Hall of Fame football quarterbacks, yep. do their they do their own commentary to the game. And they have like guests come in and it's very entertaining and funny. Okay. I think Mikey Nichols and Shane need their own 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 stream where they can just call matches. Because they're I, fucking hysterical. Yes, I love Shane Hayes and Mike Nichols so so much. Like I, we, we've not hidden our love for them and how it's ridiculous they ha- have not been tag team champions yet. Uh, and Shane Hayes is just a different beast. Like his comedy is it, like his backstage comments are always killing me. When they got on commentary, though, I was like, oh no. I was like, I don't want Shane Hayes and Mike Nichols on commentary for Okada versus Tanahashi. No. I don't want them on commentary for Zack Sabre Jr. versus Brian Danielson. Like. What is happening? And then, like, they were trying to kick him off. And I was like, thank God. Like, it's great for opening matches for, for a, a, a row two show, which is just full of tag matches. Get Shane Haste on there. He's so entertaining. But for the seriousness, like, I did not want TMDK there. Oh, I didn't even think they were going to stay for the whole show. I just thought it was – that was the furthest thing from my mind. I thought it made sense to have them on the Bishimon match. But then I'm like, they fucking lost every time they challenged for the title. Yep. And they were they were kind of planting the seeds like but even tmdk was like they lost once so they're out of the they're not like contenders anymore and i was like what are we fucking doing here um i mean fine fine match i like this callum newman kid too skipping ahead the thing that upsets me so much is the fact we live in a world where chase owens and kenta are iwgp tag team champions yet tmdk challenged three times in 2023 and lost all three challengers how is it like TMDK, Shane Hayes and Mikey Nichols are so undervalued and so underappreciated, have not held those titles. And Chase Owens is a two-time <laughs> IWGP Tag Team Champion. And he's now doing it with Kenta, of all people, who should be reduced. Like, he's got no business. Like, oh, he's a great character, but he needs to be hidden. He needs to be... He can't be running matches anymore. He's got to be, like, the guy in the background. But... Oh, sorry. I know I skipped ahead a lot there. But no, it's okay. It. It's okay. We're going to get there because you know what's next. Let's not. Oh, no. I sat through a House of Torture match. <laughs> in for, there's a, First of all, first of all, I'm going to start with the fucking, uh, the fucking roughneck. How dare he come out? He comes out by himself. What kind of team player is this fucking guy? Are you serious, bro? You The IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion is your fucking tag team partner you leave him to come out with honma and tiger mask he comes out through the crowd and he's still carrying another fucking jacket what are we doing shoda oh i really grinded my gears i don't like this shoda umino character 
Do you know what I do like is the Never Title spray painted black by Evil. It looks really fucking cool. Like you know it looks awesome. Kieran, you're you're scratching me where I itch. <laughs> what the fuck is this Hiroshi Tanahashi president doing? He's just letting anything happen. We're spray painting belts. We're stealing belts. We're stealing masks. And what's he doing? He's got his hair and braids, and he's doing air guitar. Fucking step it up, Tanahashi. Hey, he was busy putting the final chapter in the greatest rivalry in wrestling history, my man. I think. Oh he, my God, he's a I fucking think he had worst his hands president. Full. He's the worst president than Biden and Trump combined. He's the shits. He's the fucking shits. This is absurd. Absurd. How does this continue to happen? What do you think? Fucking Desperado's going to steal the wrench so you can steal the mask, but then fucking show is going to steal the belt. You know how I separate show and yo now, Kieran? Show starts with S. Show is in the house of torture. The house of torture is shit. Shit also starts with S. I did. I never knew you struggled to separate showing you. And it's fucking first... Ren Narita, what a little <laughs> dirt bag. You fucking dirt bag with your little dirty mustache. The Ren Narita stuff, like I was so I wasn't excited for it per se, but I, I maybe I did say exactly excited. But I felt like House of Torture was a great fit for him, but it has quickly soured, like so badly. Oh, weird. House of Torture soured? No. We should never. say, like, if we was doing regular two weekly stuff, like Tokyo Sports done their fan votes and stuff like that, and it's really interesting because it's fan votes from Japan, and you have to write in and everything. It gives you a real indication of who's popular and who's the favorites and all that stuff, and it's like. Tetsuya Naito number one, but like Stardom's Tandakano is like number two or three. Like she's right up there. Like it's crazy how popular that woman is. Um, but then this, you, like House of Torture, there's a, there's favorite factions, and you can vote for factions from any group. It's not just New Japan. It's Stardom. It's Noah. It's Dragon Gate. Everything. House of Torture are very very high up the top. I want to say in the top five. I can't remember off the top of my head. But House of Torture, know? House of Torture are popular. In Japan, Matthew. Fake news, Kieran. You want to know why? Because they broke in and they changed shit on the website. They're writing <laughs> in their own ballots. I'm on to them. Bit. I'm on to evil and Dick to go. Dick to go's not doing anything. He's not wrestling. He's not training. He doesn't have a wrench anymore. So what's Dick to go doing? He gets to the building early and he's just filling out these ballots. He's making up all sorts of names. He's going on Twitter. Anyone. That still has an egghead. They don't even have a picture. They get a name. Boom. Voted. 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 Dick to goes busy stuffing the ballot boxes. I'm on to House of Torture. And President Tanahashi needs to be stripped of the TV title. And he needs to get his shit together. I must say, I could listen to two hours of uh, Matt ranting. Like, I don't think I need to be here. We could just have Matt ranting about how much he hates House of Torture. Uh, how <laughs> Tanahashi's fucking up. How much he hates uh, Tanahashi's hair, and I think that, that would make for some like Patreon-worthy content. You could pay all uh, that shit. I don't think people would want. After the first round, I think people would be over it. Um, I also, wait. I love the desperado, the, his new mask with his oh, hair hanging man. out. Oh, fucking badass! The way he's kept it. I assumed it was a Wrestle Kingdom special, and he's kept it. It's fucking so cool, man. The man is just it just oozes coolness. I will say this. Someone looks like they've laid off the gas a little bit. <laughs> Who are we talking about here? I to be I paid I didn't pay a lot of attention to the opening matches. Uh, Despy looks like he's uh you know not as jacked as he was when he came back a couple of years ago. You can't body shame El Desperado. I'm not body shaming him. I'm just saying he looks like he's not on the gas allegedly. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I no, no comment from me. 
Let me ask you this, right? We've got the New Beginning show in two weeks, and we're going to preview that after we talk uh, this fantastic card. I know what they're doing, but, like, I'm kind of over Naito Sonata. I know the story. Everyone is, man. Right? Everyone but is, is. Is it just, like, a layup for Naito to get that first defense under his arm? I think the thing is, as well, obviously, they're, they're carrying on the Just Five Guys LIJ story, and it's going to be five single matches on that night in Sapporo. But the, the stars of this feud and the vocal point of this feud, it's not Tetsuya Naito, it's not Sonata, it's not IWGB World Heavyweight Championship. It's Yuya Uemura and it's Yota Suji. And their hair! Exactly, that's what I mean. But even before you throw in that, that just ups Yanti by tenfold. But they were gunning for each other, they were fighting after the bell, the backstage comments. These guys were like making sure that they were the focal point of this feud. And Tetsuya Naito, as hard as he tries, he can't. He's not going to get that same fire out of Sonata. Sonata's just not that type of person. Um, but yeah, the fact that they've now added in the hair versus hair, and we'll get to that in the preview. Like this feud is doing wonders, so much more for Yotsuji and Yuuma is than it is for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship and that main event scene. Yeah, and I never thought I would say this, but it seems like Hiromu is like a lost child wandering through the ball. Like what? Uh, I, what I think that. I, th- I think, thankfully, he's facing Doki uh, as part of this feud in a singles match, and that will that will be awesome because they're two they're, they're two men that just love to crash into each other. It will be a car crash in the best possible way. It's uh, it's uh, it's interesting. It's in- I, I'm really um, I'm intrigued by by these uh, by these young guys. You know, this this Su- Suji and, and Yuya. Um, like you said at the beginning, it's a different time for New Japan. But as a fan, I think if you can, if you could be patient and watch these, like this next year is going to be very interesting. But there's, it can go really well, or it could go like real south really fast. Yeah, it's going to be the just. I wonder. You've lost at the end of the day. Five stars don't mean shit and stuff like that. It's nice and everything's had a banger match. You care more about the story. Like, I realistically, as much as Zack Sabre Jr. versus Brian Danielson was probably the best match, I think the best match of 2024 so far, the match I'm going to remember is that steel cage match. Right, yep. It's two, two entirely different branches on that tree. Um, and I don't think New Japan are going to struggle for match, for moments in matches that will stay with you like the steel cage, but I wonder if they're not going to reach those peaks of an Okada putting on a match now and an Osprey put on the match now because... It's two of the top guys in the world, and I don't. And granted, Shota Umino had a five star match against Osprey. Yotsuji had a five star match against Osprey. Like these guys still need a dance partner to elevate them at present. I think they will get there, but I do think for it, it, I wonder if we're going to hit a drought, and not that it matters, but a drought of like no real five star matches for a, a while now in New Japan. I think you will. Um... Yeah, I mean, I think you will. You know, there's there's guys who can deliver, but there's also guys who are a little in a different way, in a different way. And there's a lot of guys who are long in the tooth. You know, the Tana five star Tanahashi matches, you know, are a thing of the past. He's he's an older guy. Zach could pull a few out, but you know, look, new haircut Kenta isn't having a five star match with yeah, exactly. And Tetsuya Naito is again because he's on the older side. He needs the right dance partner, and Sonata's not that dance partner. Osprey is, Okada is, you know, Zack Sabre Jr. is because of their feud. But you think Ibushi as well would, would have been part of that mix and he's not anymore. 
Um, do you like you say, still watch? Uh, you still watch Shingo, but yeah, I was gonna say, is this an is this this lull? Is this an opportunity? Because we already know what Shingo's capable of, and he was at the top of the card a couple of years ago. Like, is this another? Do we see another resurgence out of Shingo? I think like Zach has laid claim to he he's clearly going for the title after Naito versus Nada. This is something I just I I I'd said this on other podcast, Twitter, whatever. That if Zach beats Danielson, he should go for the title next. Called them out after the match. He said, "Whoever's got the title, he's coming for them." Um, I don't know that we get Shingo necessarily challenging Naito, but I could see some continuation of the Just Five Guys story as well. Shane Haste beat Naito in the G One. I would not say no to that match. I think Shane Haste deserves that opportunity. Um, but obviously, does that sell tickets? Probably not. Uh, but yeah, I see Shingo like challenging a David Finley, you know, for the IWGB Global Championship or something like that. Um, I think it's difficult because, yeah, definitely Naito has to take a step back for Shingo to take a step up to the main event scene. Like, they can't both be there. I don't think that works. What if... We can fantasy book all day. We're going to be here for hours. So (laughs) let's move on. Um, Let me ask you. We're both here because we love New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, And Okada's been going through his his farewell matches at Kurikan and um, the other venues. When you see a professional wrestler that you're so invested in, like Okada come out and he is already crying. Does that hit you in the feels? Man, it fucking that whole, like start Tanahashi comes out first and they fucking don't have the rights for his old theme song. Like what the fuck? Like, yes, I know. (laughs) I don't understand. It's it's so unfortunate too because you hear the swell of the crowd, and then that stupid thing comes up and says, "We don't have the rights, so we change music." And you're like, "Oh, right. look, fuck!" And then you got to go online to click, click. There's a whole generation of modern New Japan fans that have no idea how hard High Energy went, how awesome Tanahashi's old music was. We mourned that shit when he changed to Go Ace. Like, it took a long time for people to get on board with his Go Ace theme song because High Energy had been Tanahashi's thing for so long and it's so cool and it was perfect. Um, there is someone, like, I've retweeted it as well. I think it was Ash, Cerulean Blue on Twitter put up the clip with High Energy. And, like, the announcers lose their shit. And, yeah, the crowd, yeah. like, the crowd, when they realize, because it starts with the Go Ace and then it goes silent for two seconds and High Energy kicks in. Man, like, that would have gotten me, like, oh, shit. Like... That would have got me. And then Okada comes out and just the what, the fact that you the crowd drowned out his music with the chance oh, of Okada. Awesome. awesome. Unbelievable. Just gave me the goosebumps. Oh, man. It was just so, so special. That and I don't think there's... Like, over here in the States, like, obviously, WWE's production, like, is amazing. Uh, New Japan does a great job of just... Before this match, the video package and oh, you know, oh. twelve years ago today was the when when the young Okada came and upset Tanahashi, like just fu- just great stuff. And I, I I feel like we maybe don't talk about that enough, but their production is, is think, it's up there, it's top notch. I think man. you're right. Lots of the video packages are they're always good, but these ones definitely hit harder. Like this one and then the Osprey one, um, absolutely got got to me like the, the osprey stuff a lot more obviously but like this okada stuff, like why was this not his last match man like especially now seeing what they've announced that his last two matches are gonna be what's the fucking point 
Like, this was perfect. A day shy of the Rainmaker Shock in the same place in Osaka against Tanahashi. Perfect. Yeah, I don't I don't know why, because uh, his next two matches aren't anything. Maybe it's just a... I don't know. I don't know. I wish I had... The, ma- the match itself, the match to versus Tanahashi, it was good. Like, it was oh, just... this was great. It was just planned hits. It wasn't anything we're going to remember long term, probably. It was very much in the moment, the feels, the emotions and everything. And, you know, hitting that Rainmaker pose one more time. And, yeah, they they, they, they played the hits and everything just hit a bit harder. It was exactly what it needed to be. You didn't need to do anything crazy you didn't need to push the envelope this is what people want it and you i mean we we you say that tanahashi done a high fly flow to the outside man he doesn't he do get about one of them a year if you're lucky now from tanahashi yeah but if this is your last match against okada you know like you got to pull that out but i mean like there wasn't this was what it was would needed this was like a love letter like this was the tanahashi okada love letter to the fans and if at any point you were along the ride for the okada tanahashi uh, journey like you need to see this match because it was it's not gonna you know Meltzer might give it five stars just for five star sake because that's what he does but this was great this was just what it needed to be and then afterwards with Okada and uh, Tanahashi embracing and then him bowing to the lion mark like it was chef's kiss you're right I don't know why this wasn't his last match I understand the fact that this shit tag match comes next but if you had that back-to-back, if you had Okada, Tanahashi, Sabre versus Danielson and then the cage match back-to-back, that's unbelievable. That's like the top... You'd be hard-pushed to find any card that has three back-to-back matches that hit in the, in the capacity it did. But I under, it's probably good to give you time to breathe and come down and then go back up for Danielson and Sabre and then build in the cage, allowed you time to recompose for the cage match. Like, it flowed well like as much as i like hate this like as, as shit as this tag match was yeah this was I, I i was upset when ftr was the tag team champions because they never defended the iwgp tag team titles um this is a different upset for me i just don't i don't get i don't understand what the fuck is going on it's lame it's boring like oh god all this I, I, I don't know. I just I haven't got anything good to say about it. The match wasn't good. I feel for ELP and Hikaleo. They are such crowd favourites. Uh, they've gotten over so well with the crowd just simply by interacting with the crowd. Who'd have thought it? Um, and then, yeah, they get this big crowning moment at Wrestle Kingdom. And a month later, they drop it to Chase Eyes and Kenta of all Kenta. fucking people. Did you, uh, you ever watch Botchamania back in the day? Yeah, once one time. Uh, the guy... <laughs> You ever see the clip of the guy just screaming Super Dragon and Super Dragon fucking freaks out? I thought we were getting there with Kenta level, Kenta level here with the guy in the in the fucking like fourth row just screaming Kenta's name. There was some great like this Osaka crowd was on fire. They were they 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 added so much to this night. But yeah, I I I don't I don't even like I, I don't know, man. Like where do you go, Kenta and Chase Owens? Like what's next this is uh, yeah there's no, words. The... there's no words and then look you're gonna at the new beginning and we're gonna preview it but i mean like no offense like we all know that tamatanga's leaving right i don't give what's the point of the fucking gorillas of destiny taking on hikaleo and elp like 
It was G.O.D. versus G.O.D. passing under the torch. Tamatonga getting a proper send-off match. I'm fine with it. Okay, I just, like, I don't know. I just don't Tam- give a deserves a proper send-off match after well, how long has he been with the company? Ten plus years, I guess. He does. I just, like, I don't know. I'm very frustrated with the tag division. Yeah, it is a shame. I did, I did said this as well. Like, for them to put it on Chase and Kenta in a preview show I'd done, it's such a big step back. Like, after how hard Bishamon and everyone else have worked to raise this tag division over the past few years. Like, Bishamon have been incredible tag champions multiple times, got us through the pandemic, uh, dangerous techers alongside them, and then Aussie Open come in and TMDK come in, and then FTR it kind of fought us a bit, but Bishamon get it back at Wrestle Kingdom, which was awesome. Well, Tag League in 2023 was one of the best World Tag Leagues we've had in a long time. The uh, the entrance was stacked to the heck. Like, the blocks were awesome. And you put all that work into making your tag division actually mean something, and then you just put the fucking gold on Kent and Chase on him. Do you, like, I, my brain is like, is it because you know Kenta lives in the state, you know Chase Owens is like, is it is it to get the are they going to be defending the titles in the states? Like, I don't if understand. so, surely you'd give them the strong titles as well. It's bollocks, it's, bollocks. it's bullshit. Bollocks, I like that. I'm gonna use that. Fucking it's, bollocks, it's bollocks. So, speaking of bollocks, dragon this, bollocks, as Zack Saber Jr. will call him. This was not bollocks at all. This was not bollocks. Man, uh, I it, when did Brian Danielson drop the eye patch? I don't watch AEW. I assumed him to. I thought he'd be out with the eye patch. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but your, your guess is as good as mine, buddy. <laughs> I think I feel like this is the match they wanted to do at Wrestle Dream. This was so much more technical. It was so much more ground based. It was so much more mat work, and that's harder to get over with an american audience especially live because if you're watching it i've struggled with Zack Sabre jr matches in person to get invested a bit because you're kind of trying to see like get the right angle you're like trying to get around heads like oh who's grabbing who who's doing what if you're watching on tv it's great because you can see everything crystal clear and you can appreciate the smoothness and the transitions and the little tweaks just to escape um so i don't think this match works as well in america uh but this match was perfect. I, I can't believe they've got over, they, they got to go a little over half an hour. I never thought they'd get that much time. Um, and I'm so happy they did. And I'm so happy Zach won. Uh, said it before. Like, if you don't think Zach Sabre Jr. is the best technical wrestler in the world, you're just not watching enough Zach Sabre Jr. Um, and he... I, th- I think the finish was a bit, like, skew with. Um, because we know how good Zach Sabre Jr. can be in these pinning, like, messes. Where he'll be in the ring with someone who's like up to his caliber and i'm not to say danielson isn't but and they'll do crazy pin after crazy pin and like they'll twist and they'll turn and eventually someone will catch someone and it kind of wasn't as clean with danielson i felt so but it did make the ending seem all the more sudden and out of nowhere because it didn't look as clean but if that would be that would be my, my one nitpick and i i don't want to nitpick it because i loved it right this is if you're a, a pro if you are a professional wrestling fan you need to go out of your way to find this match. Uh, it is it is hold for hold, checkmate, storytelling, Zach's injury, Danielson's arm injury. Like they did a great job. And because I think they're both geniuses, like what you were not nitpicking on, but kind of nitpicking on. Like I could see that as a storytelling device. Yeah. Like, you may have pinned me, but you didn't, you know, it wasn't a clean pin you were gassed whatever like because they 
uh, proposed two out of three falls match, right? Yeah, Danielson backstage. Uh, he went to walk off, and the, and, and the reporter backstage is like, but you never tapped out. And Danielson's like, yeah, you're right. He's like, if I wanted to, I would go for one more match, two out of three falls on neutral territory. Uh, to which people were like, all in. It's like, you don't understand what neutral territory is. And now people are like, Red Fryer. And it's like, you still don't understand what neutral territory is, my man. Like, Forbidden Door. It's like, you still no. don't like... Do, do you know what word neutral means, Twitter? Um, and But other people were saying CMLL or Mexico, uh, Arena Mexico. And that, like, I... Whether New Japan would want that and whether Tony Khan would want that are two different things. But I feel like Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr. would fucking bite someone's hand yes. off. To get to wrestle each other in Arena Mexico, I think it'd be brilliant, brilliant move by everybody involved. Uh, and then, of course, Danielson shakes his hand afterwards. He hesitates, but eventually, he shakes Saber's hand. And to your point, neither man has submitted the other. They've both in, both stolen wins with pinfalls. Yeah, I mean, I would you I I would say obviously the argument from Zach was he won with a strike. Danielson won with a strike. He won with a psycho name. Whereas Zach out. Tekkered Danielson. They said this was a technical pin. The, the pinfalls they're doing, that's all very technical. And Zack Sabre Jr. won up Danielson and got the pin. I would say that's pretty definitive in that he was a better technical wrestler. And then they can obviously go down the submission route if they like. But certainly, I think Zack, story wise, Zack proved he's a better technical wrestler. Obviously, right, you can have, I, it, have your I own could, opinion. I could see a two out of three falls match where it's Danielson wins with a technical wrestling move. Saber wins with a strike, and then that third fall is submission, right? Yeah, it'd be they, they, there's so much potential storyline if they do. It's just it means again, New Japan were great, and they gave this match the time. I get it went 32 minutes, I think. Um, you don't get that on a card that's overflowing, you don't get that on a Wembley Stadium because there's going to be like 10 12 matches, you don't get that for being law because there's going to be so many matches. This was a how many matches were on this card? This was an eight match card. Eight. And the opening one, two, three. Like the opening the three, first three. Yeah, the first three were under 10 minutes. The first, the first three matches, four. the first three matches add up to like 20 minutes. Yeah. Obviously, you've got your entrances, you've got your video packages and everything, but they gave this time. Obviously, the, the reason all these matches really went short is because the main event. But yeah, just like Dance and Save Dream, like when they're, they're going hold, hold and they start striking each other. And Zach is walloping Danielson, and Danielson just starts smiling and laughing, and he's like spitting at Zach, uh. and they just start clubbing the shit out of each other with these kicks. It was just, it was so stiff as well, as great as it, the technical was. They hit each other, man. Yeah, I, 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 so yeah, so this was just technical heaven. I'm so happy. So the this match on five five six stars whatever however Jeez. you rate matches saber and danielson f- fucking takes the cake yeah i was excited for the main event because we have not seen a cage match in new japan pro wrestling in 20 years and because this story and i don't I think, think there's not many people that have probably actually physically seen that cage match i, I think it's very hard to come by i can't remember if yeah, it was on the old new japan Hashi's, world or not yeah it's, it's, it's no fans as well yeah, it's the only way they could weird. do it it's, it's it is very weird if you haven't seen it so so I, I was very, very intrigued, very excited for this. And then, of course, the storyline. You know, this is Will's last match in New Japan as a New Japan contract wrestler. The War Dogs, the Bullet Club against the United Empire. Um, everything leading up to this, the, the way we left on New Year's Dash and the, the way the War Dogs have been, you know, we have the, the Driller and Clark beat 
catch two two for the tag titles again. So like, there there's so much fucking meat on the bones here. Not the not the cage I was expecting. No, but I liked. But I liked it. It, it wasn't very tall, it. but I liked the, the space around the ring. I did not think this was gonna go over an hour. God, what is it? When Osprey comes in five seconds, when Osprey comes out and says he wants to extend the rounds to ten minutes versus two, yeah, he wanted to take he wanted some alone time with David Finley at first. He wanted to go from two minutes to ten, and Finley was like five. I'll give you five, bro. Five was good, and I was like, all right, like we'll get like thirty minutes, thirty five minutes out of this. Those those two those two minutes though afterwards, man, they went by in a flash, like two minutes and then the next person coming out, like it you, you it was just instant, it felt like. It was look, I can't speak for you, but for me this did not feel like an hour and four minutes. No, 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 it did not. I I can't I feel like I could we could dedicate an entire episode break club just to this match. There is so much to digest. There is so there was so many moving parts. I can't speak highly enough of this match. I can't praise everyone enough in it, like high enough. I just think this was just perfect. I've seen people being like it's so, like, self indulgent and everything like that, and it's so dramatic and it's so NXT. And maybe it is. I don't know. Like I've not watched NXT in probably five years. Like, but I, I, we don't get this in New Japan. Right. Well, that's the thing. Like people see it through a vacuum, right? If you don't, if you're not, you don't watch New Japan. You're just tuning in for New Beginning in Osaka, and you see this cage match. You're like this is like NXT War Games. You're missing the whole, the story. Like for again, twenty years we haven't seen a cage match. To get to a fever pitch where these two factions hate each other to the point where we have to put them inside of a cage to contain the madness. I just. Like, I really would love to go through this match beat by beat, because I know I'll forget stuff and I'll kick myself later, but you start off with Osprey and David Finley. Next out comes Maloney. Driller. Driller comes and out. Props to him, because he's got like a fucking torn bicep or something, right? He's wrestling with a torn bicep. Yep. Uh, since Since Cora Quinn, since they won the, he won the tag titles with a torn bicep. And uh, he drags out the lifeless uh, Callan uh, Newman. Yep, he drags out Callum Newman and he ties, uh, handcuffs him to the outside of the cage, and he's got like uh, ammo war like thing around his uh, body. Then he reveals it's got forks on it because obviously he's terrified the fuck out of poor Francesco Akira. Um, and then those two guys wail on Osprey, and then Hanare's the reinforcement, and he comes in like a fucking house on fire. Um, then who came out? Clark Connors came Connors, out next. Yeah. Yeah. Clark Connors came out next. And then the barbed wire, yes, the barbed wire around his fist. TJP comes out next, and then you get the uh, Alex Coglin comes out next with fucking twenty chairs over his arms. Chairs, awesome, so fucking awesome. Uh, And then who's out next? Francesco Kira comes out, and that's this. I love. I said this going into this. It's amazing that this is Will Ospreay's final match. You've got all these people in there, all these moving parts. But the thing I was most interested in was Francesco Kira going into this. The story this guy has told since New Year's Dash in his backstage comments, he just wants to wrestle. He's not, he doesn't want to be involved with all these tables and forks and blood and all that shit. He just wants to wrestle. And why does TJP want to go to heavyweight? They're the junior tag team champions. And he doesn't want to, he's scared. Like he's, he's not afraid to admit it. And he's got the boys backstage going, come on, step up. We're with you. And then his music hits and it's what 
to what type of Kira are we going to get? He fucking comes in like a madman. Right off the top of the cage, he fucking runs through everybody. And the only thing that stops him is the Clark Connor spear through the table. It was... Oh, man. And, like, yeah, he's, like, wailing on Finley with a kendo stick. It was amazing. Uh, he was fucking phenomenal in this. And then the last Bullet Club member comes out and they save them. I say a madman. Man. He's a madman, you know. Uh, Gabe Kidd comes out um, with a trolley full of goodies, uh, kendo sticks and chairs and tables. And uh, he walks in and he throws a table straight at Hanare. Um and then uh, just fucking chaos ensues because Gabe Kid's there. Jeff Cobb, the last one, fucking comes charging in, picks up Jill and Maloney, and always puts him through the fucking cage to bounce on that cage. Uh, <laughs> he belly, belly, belly to belly suplexes uh, Gabe Kid onto chairs. He catches Clark Connors diving off the rope, off the apron. And then it's just fucking all hell, man. Like, I- I'm missing spots here. They bury TJP under chairs and then. They power bombed or suplex someone onto that pile of chairs as well. The war dogs, like yep, and, uh, the kid did the uh, the lat gave kid put the ladder on his head. Yeah, Terry like, Funk. And then like you once the once all ten men are there, you really get into it. Like by this point, practically everyone's busted open. Yeah, Hanare, Hanare, holy shit, dude! Holy the, I, fuck! Look, Will Ospreay has put up a tweet about this uh, because uh, Hanare may be lucky to be alive yeah he, uh, like glued, he like glued a towel to his head in the middle of the match or something to the, stop the, him from bleeding the seriousness of hanari's injury i cannot so this is will Ospre- will osprey's tweet about hanari big shout out to hanari i was the first guy that saw him when he was here no word of a lie his head was split so bad it's like someone left a tap on in his brain he lost so much blood and taped a towel to his head and finished the match like, there's a reason Hanare was not in this match for, like, 10, 15 minutes. And he should have fucking went straight to a hospital. Instead, he got back into this match. He, a warrior. He's a warrior. He fucking slaps the, the cheek off a Gabe kid. He does a senton off of the cage for a table. And then when they're destroying the ring at the end of the match, he suplexes Gabe onto these boards. Like... I don't know. He he he's passed out. He's woken back up. He's passed out. He's woken back up. Like shoot, legit. Like he's probably got a fucking axe wound like in his head. It's Hanare probably deserves the most props out of anyone, but also perhaps it. It depends on your how you view braveness versus stupidity, I suppose. Because it was very dangerous what he done. But if that's what you wanted to do, props to him because I'm. I'm he's he's built differently. Yeah, I mean, look, man, he's a fucking, he's a warrior. He's there to give the people what they want. And he's not, you know, brave, free, stupid. Call it whatever you want. Like, it's pro wrestling. You know, everything's dangerous when you get in the ring. So, oh, man. And then you've got Clark Connors just diving, spearing everyone through tables. Like, Osprey's on the apron and fucking spears him off. And the arse one makes an appearance and slams Connors' face first into this, like, thing for the front tax oh yeah the tax i like that like and then he throws him again the other way he's on front and back of connor's ruined in front tax uh oh man the alex coglin bit with the kendo six with catch two two what the fuck that was incredible like 
if you ha- I, I, I'm, I'm sure if speaking to the choir and everyone watching this has seen this match but when he gets into the ring he throws the kendo sticks down and he just tenses up and they start wailing on him there's some great pictures of him after this and I can't just like describe it it just looks like he's like Freddy Krueger or something like his fresh has been peeled off of him and his back uh absolutely insanity uh you've got gay kid doing a pile driver through a ladder that's propped up between the there's there's so much and i will forget stuff and i will not remember all of it but as much as well just the just the story beats callum newman and osprey doing the oscar at the same time such a big passing of the torch moment um God damn that. Help me out. There, 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 uh, there was a million spots in this. There's, match. you know, Maloney hitting Osprey with the fork, kid pilot driving Osprey through the table. Um, oh, man. When and there's like a, Akira a, gets the fork and he takes it from Maloney crazy, and Connors. He gets his revenge and there's like a big clusterfuck of everyone hitting moves. And then there's a pinning attempt and Driller just dumps Osprey with the Driller killer out of nowhere, like one armed because he's Akira, got one Akira hangs there. fucking Clark Connors with the dog collar. Oh man. Just it, it, it's, it's honestly like you have to, and look, some people just don't like the blood and the guts and that's, that's fine. But like go into this knowing like, this is what like, this was the idea for war games when dusty Rhodes came up with it like there's no other option but this and this is what we've gotten to in this feud no other option it's kill or be killed uh in the world of professional wrestling this is what we and it was it it's i think it's a masterpiece it's yeah. beautiful yeah uh, uh, did, when they when war dogs like to take apart the ring and they reveal they take off the very thin protective mat and then it's just the floorboards and then they're, 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 they're just taking steps and they're falling through these fucking floorboards like alex comes in to hit someone with a kendo stick or something and he his foot goes through a floorboard as he's doing it and then when hanare suplexes gabe on these and all the floorboards just fucking pop up and go all over the fucking place i've never seen that before i've seen the floorboard be re- removed before i think kenny and moxie done it or something like that um in AEW. And uh, but I've never seen that, that. That was just like one giant wood piece, basically. Whereas this is the floorboards, floor, yeah. And I've just never seen that. I was terrified for everyone just walking on that, let alone wrestling. Uh, like Akira's going for super kicks when Alex Hoggins in the corner and his foot falls through. Yeah. And like props because you know Gabe Kid, you can see out of the corner of his eye, he starts putting weight on some of the floorboards in the background to keep them in place and everything. Um, but that was terrifying. And then Akira's like. Dead, like the United Empire are dead, they're defeated. And our Ranger Cobb are handcuffed. Uh, the Arswang's been taken care of. And Akira and Osprey, last one, and Osprey breaking up the pinfall to save Akira and dragging him into a corner, man. Like, that's another bit I loved as well when Akira, uh, Osprey was going to do the leaning tower with Akira. And he goes, he calls him Spags because he's spaghetti bolognese because Akira's Italian. Uh, not not racist, but a term of endearment between them, of course. Right. Uh, of course. But yeah, like Osprey says, Spags, I'll do it with you, and he puts someone on his shoulders, and it gets cut short. Like that was just such a nice little moment for me as well. Like so deep in this United Empire with Osprey Law. Um, but yeah, the ending as well with the War Dogs just surrounding Osprey. Yep. That that was such a a, a moment, such a picture. Um, and yeah, Osprey like. As much as people are saying, why is Okada not putting anyone over? Osprey's putting everyone over. 
Yeah. He put, no, lost to David Finney at Wrestle Kingdom. He's taken the loss here. And he's potentially going to, I would assume he's taken a loss to Michael Oku uh, this coming weekend in Red Pro as well. Right. Like, you know, no one can say Will Ospreay is not a professional. No, not a, and look, that's, I think that's when, I love the, I love something, the New Japan is so, they're transparent when people are leaving, right? It's not like, whatever, this dude, this, there's a story and he gets hit by a car and you never see him. <laughs> Right, they, there's a proper send off. Right? Give House so a like, torture sometime. Like, uh, you know, like post match with all of the United Empire coming together to pick up Will Osprey and then giving him his flat. Like, you put over the War Dogs, you put over the Bullet Club. Now Osprey's going to get his moment. Like, it's such a uh, beautiful storytelling device. Um, and I and you know, people are invested. Like, you, at the beginning of January, Okada's leaving. Right. So like people are invest. There's no like goofy story where we're going to write him off like he's leaving. So go see him and share these moments with him where even he gets emotional. Now Osprey is leaving. It's just New Japan does such a nice job of being transparent with everything that you get to enjoy the moment while it's happened happening instead of like being there. And then like a week later, he's gone. You're like, well, I didn't know that was the last time I got to see Jay White or Will Ospreay or Okada or Shinsuke Nakamura or whoever's left, you know? So, and this was like the perfect send off for him. Yeah. And the, the way the... that he comes out in the Masawa stuff and the fucking crowd is singing his song, like, ah, oh, come on. It doesn't get any better than that. The Masawa gear and like the, the, the post match as well. Of course, he's just breaking down. Like, he, he's, he's, he's repeated the same thing so many times on this, like, this goodbye tour because it's been so true about how he's been with them for eight years and they've seen him go from a boy to a man like me and osprey are the same age i think osprey's either 30 or 31 like he was about 22 or 23 when he joined new japan like he, he is a kid like we're, we're, we're all we're all we're all we're all kids at that age um but man like the the post match like alex windsor his his partner is there as well in person sat ringside to to be there for such an important moment in his life and yeah god it just it all hit way too hard and then just the 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 united empire the guys leave him on the stage to go to have that final moment just him in the crowd and even after he's walked down the ramp and the music starts playing the crowd start chanting on with osprey again they start chanting for osprey again and i can't imagine the emotions he must have been feeling and, and the rest of the united empire because like i was holding back tears on the sofa um, yeah, no, it's look, it's it was a it was beautifully done, you know, and I think I think that's why we watch pro wrestling, right? It's not like uh, this promotion's better than this because you get invested. It's like it's the, bit it's bittersweet as hell. Yeah, of course. And now you know he's gonna feud with Matt Seidel in AEW, so enjoy that. Um, that's what's so difficult like i know i can just go watch will osprey in AEW instead but i don't want to like right the bloom is off the road it's like jay white jay white's on fucking tv every week and i'm like i don't need to like it's it's not special anymore as fucking bougie and pompous as that sounds like it was it was an event to see switchblade jay white wrestle a singles match against okada or tanahashi or david finley or uh whoever you know and now it's kind of like Oh well, he you can see him every week, and that's you know unfortunately, that seems that Osprey's going that way. That's why we all lose. That's why we all get so excited about the G One. We're getting so many single matches at once. All these guys that don't get many singles matches, we get like you know 
10 Shingo singles matches and the rest of the year you don't get many so they are they are special but yeah and I, I we, we we've spoken at nauseam so has everyone else about the oil spray stuff but it, it, it just it hurts like I uh my my fiance Hazel has got a broken ankle. We've moved home. We're no longer wet. We're an hour train ride from London. Um, we we have to figure out a way to get to Ref Pro next weekend. We can't like she she watched the match with me. And she turned to me and she was like, "We cannot miss Will Ospreay's last independent match. We have to be there for that." Um, so yeah, we we have to figure out a way to get her her and her one foot to 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 Beth, uh, to Crystal Palace this coming weekend. Um, if there's a will, there's a way. There is a will. He will be at Ref Pro. Yes. Well, come on, Will. <laughs> come on, Will. Yeah, come send, correct. Send, send, a, send an Uber that will probably cost hundreds of pounds, Will. That's okay. Make it the wedding gift. <laughs> I could try. But no, I'm not, not You, enough. him. He's got to try. No, I could try and ask, but I'm not brave. I, no. I'm by no means brave enough. But no, hopefully, hopefully we will be there. It's got gay kid versus Shingo as well. Mustafa Ali's there, like young blood are over here now. Oscar Lloyd and Yusuf Nakashima. But I digress, as a great commentator on AEW once said. Stop it, Nelly. I digress. Well, we got so new beginning in Osaka is in our rearview mirror, and we have new beginning in Sapporo, uh, Sapporo, excuse me, uh, coming up in uh, about. 10 days hey do you do uh do you fuck with that fantastic mania at all i don't like i think if i was in my old home i would have just had it on because tiny flat the living room i was working in the living room so i'll just have it on in the background whereas not not not, that's not the situation now um but i kind of wish i do check in it seems like such a fun tour like walker stewart seemed to have a blast looking at the reactions on discord and on twitter um like the, the wrestling discord i was surprised at how many people are watching it today if you want to join there check out wrestling.com and there's a link um but yeah i do i do it, it seems like everyone has a blog like the cmlo guys love it they right. absolutely love it and then the, the new fan guys always have a bit of fun with it Taguchi will come out in a mask like like at the last minute ishimori wasn't on the card he'd been replaced by bone soldier bone was, soldier it was the, the the weirdest thing that ishimori just suddenly didn't show up and bone soldier took his place instead that was uh very bizarre um, what are you gonna do what are you gonna do but yeah like taguchi's wearing his pharaoh mask and then like naito rips it off of taguchi and taguchi's like no my face like <laughs> no one like do you know what i mean um it, it does seem like it's a very fun tour yeah man look you get akira gets the he can you know tangle he's on the opposite side against Dor- muscarita dorada and mystico and just all sorts of fun little matchups. So I think I'm going to – we're supposed to get a snowstorm tonight into tomorrow, so I might have some time to, to I catch have, up and watch some fantastic media. I have a confession when it comes to Sparrow, though, Matt. Uh-oh. I will be in on my stag or bachelor party, as you wrongly call it in America. Um, I'll be on my stag do the weekend of this the show. What? Your what? It's called a stag do. Stag do? but it's what you it's what it's what is commonly known in america as bachelor party so i'm going from uh to benedorm which is in spain uh for go friday morning come back very late sunday evening um so that all my friends and family can get me extremely drunk and hopefully leave my body as it is no tattoos no haircuts um but yeah that's the way that happens to be the weekend of sapporo uh, which I am gutted about. Like, you know, I, beggars can't be choosers, but I was really excited to see Nick Nemeth's debut. 
yeah. Uh, not so much the rest of the, the card the first night, but like you Yuya versus you... Suji, hair versus hair. Like I, I'm dying to see. Well, that. you're getting the women's match, Iwatani and, and Shirakawa. Yeah. So the, on night one, you've got Yuji Nagata versus Zack Saber Junior. Which That'll is be fun. Awesome. Dude, you I know you don't you said you don't watch AEW. That Brian Danielson Yuji Nagata match from a couple weeks ago was fucking awesome. The match I really keep on meaning to go and watch is uh Danielson versus Hetchisero. That's um, that's yes. Go find find time to yeah, check that out. Everyone know everyone knows I love my technical stuff. Um so I've really got to make a point of going and watch. How do you that. say his name? I've not I from other people I've listened to say it, it's Hetchisero. Hetchisero, okay, because I, I think... try and like speak it the way it's spelled, and I sound like an idiot. But that's no, I, I think mean, it's if you, to the, if you listen to the Wizards or Bread Club, you know I usually sound like an idiot, so you're used I, to it by now. I think it's Hetchisero, but yeah, the first night of uh, the final two nights of New Beginnings, so night one, New Beginnings, Sapporo, February twenty third, the matches of note. So Okada's penultimate uh, New Japan match, he will be teaming up with Yo Yoshihashi, Hiroki Goto, and Tomohiro Ishii. Take on United Empires, Callum Newman, Jeff Cobb, Francesco Akira, Great O'Conn, and TJP. Feels like a big fucking waste to me, but here we are. What are you going to do? They, they didn't test. What are they doing with the six man titles? I know he vacated his. I would that... like to know that. I would like to know that as well, man. All right. <laughs> Is she and Tanahashi still the champions, or have they all had to vacate it? I would, I'd be interested to know as well. All right. Um, but yeah, then the, the next match is the most like Matt said. The IWP Women's Championship is being defended on the New Japan show. Who would have thought it? Huh? What, a, what a novel idea. Um, Mayu Iwatani, the champion, defending against Mina Shirakawa. Uh, ah, I'm, Mina. I'm, uh, yeah, gutted to not see this. Um, I know we can all watch Stardom whenever we want. Like, we can all watch any wrestling. But of course, you like to see it in your own promotion. That's the way it works. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm very glad to see this. Your Mina is uh, very great. Uh, she is she's just formed a new stable recently in Stardom. She won the Wonder of Stardom Championship last year. She she you might remember she's the one that got injured by uh, Saya Kamatani hit a Phoenix Splash and kind of like landed knees first into her face. Oh, in the face. And it like fucked her up, and she went backstage and like her face is swollen like. I think she might have lost a tooth or something, and she cut that really yes. incredible promo. And then when she came back from injury, she won the title as well. Um, it was a short-lived reign, but she did win the title. Uh, but yeah, this will be a fantastic match. Um, Stardom having a very fucking—that's a whole other podcast. But Stardom oh yeah, I saw the look firing Rossi Yagawa. What the fuck? If you want to hear about Rossi Yagawa and Stardom, you want to sign up to the Wrestle In Patreon. Because uh, they're putting out, I got, I get emails like two, three times a week. So much bonus content. If you want to put your finger on the pulse of the world of pro wrestling uh, in Japan, wrestling is the place to go, people. Come on. We, we went hard on Into the Wrestleverse talking about it, me, Libby, and Trent. But then also on the Wrestle in YouTube, youtube.com slash wrestle in, uh, Trent and Fusa did do YouTube live where they just spoke all things stardom. There's a million moving pieces. Uh, it's, if you're, if you're a Stardom fan, you're already aware. But yeah, um, a very, Turbulent time for uh, stardom as well. Uh, sixth match, IWDP Junior Heavyweight Championship, El Desperado versus Show. This is now for the title after Show stole the title at the new beginning in Osaka. Uh, El Desperado wins. Let's carry on with our life. I just subscribed to Wrestling on YouTube. Oh, hell yeah. That's what I um, do. Let's see. Um, uh, I've not had the email come through yet. 
not had the email come through. I just hit it. Now I'm subscribed. I'm joking. I I'm joking. And now, now I'm, I'm in. Joking. Uh, but yeah, uh, El Desperado hopefully defeating Show for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship and everyone can move on with their lives. And hopefully yes. we can have a decent challenger rather than just House of Torture. Yeah, yeah. I think there's uh there's some poss there's some 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 possible challengers on the horizon, I think. There's no sh- like no shortage uh of good juniors that could be challenging. Like Francesco Akira challenging will be awesome. Like the, yeah. their best of super juniors match last year. Phenomenal. Ultimate babyface Francesco Akira, like babyface one oh one. Uh and he was saying his backstage comments following New Beginning in Osaka, he's like Gonna be the forefront of the United Empire's junior division. He wants that title and got that. He's like twenty-two or twenty-three, Francesco Kira. Yeah, he's a kid. He's still baby. Let's go. That's like you know, get get put put some money behind this this uh, this kid, New Japan, and you've got you've got gold on your hands. Uh, never openweight championship. Show to Umino challenging Evil. Do you think is this it now? The show to get a title? I think so. Yeah, I I, think that, I could I think, see it going either way. I think that's what Evil like. Shota would become the first of the Rainwa Musketeers to win a singles title. Yeah, and look, you gave Tama Tonga his moment at Wrestle Kingdom, right? And then now Evil, that this is what Evil does. This is what his role is, right? He's the fuck, he's a dick, he steals your belt, he spray paints it, you know, he fucking hits your mother in the head with a frying pan, <laughs> fucking dick to go, fucking spray paints or whatever. It's fucking bootleg NWO, House of Torture. But this is what Evil is. He's a former world champion, so like, Shota Umino beating him on paper seems like, oh, but then like they'll build it up like, oh, he just beat a former champion and he's the first one of the new three musketeers, you know, and I think this is a good move. You don't want to have Shota beat Tamatanga for the title. We're losing Okada. We're losing Osprey. Clearly, they like the roughneck. He likes to fight. He's a loner. He fucking walks through the crowd. He leaves Tiger Mask behind. It doesn't come out with Honma. Give him a title. Fuck it. Let's do it. I could see, despite him not being on this card, he will all obviously be in Sporo. I could see a, a unexpected run in from Tamatonga to help Shota, and the crowd loses their mind. Yeah, you gotta you gotta balance out the red because you know Ren Narita, that in his little dirty mustache is gonna be yep. st- around the ring somewhere. And fucking Yujiro, what's Yujiro Takahashi doing this for when he's coming to the ring? You creep! You didn't even uh, bring out the girl. Eighth match on the card: NJPW World TV Championship. Hiroshi Tanahashi taking on. Care. <laughs> I don't fucking care at all. What are we fucking doing? What is New Japan doing? Why would you bring him in? Taking on Matt Riddle. What are we fucking doing? Yeah, it's. And no, why I is think... Tanahashi the fucking TV champion? I, I'm fine with Tanahashi being TV champion. It's, it's going on to better things for Zach. That's 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 like that's. The... I get, I get it, but this guy's the TV champion now. Now he's the fucking president. He's not doing shit. I, I the 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 thing is, yeah, I uh, granted, I've not seen Matt Riddle compete since he left the independent scene. I haven't seen a single Matt Riddle match in a WWE unless I was there. Like, did he compete at Clash in the Castle or something like that? I don't know. Um, but the Matt Riddle I knew on the independent scene was a I, I was a big fan of him. The, like obviously the human being we've discussed it on the last episode of Break Club. Like we probably don't want to give too much time to Matt Riddle on here, quite no, frankly. But that's the thing. Like you, why would you want this Associate. guy with all these skeletons in his closet to be a part of, especially such a, a time when you, you have so much change going on? You don't need people to associate New Japan with matt riddle i'm sorry i'm i'm not a fan um 
easily the worst interview I've ever done on the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast. And that's my own fault. It's not his. I'll give him his credit where credit is due. He came correct, but I was just... And you can go listen to that podcast <laughs> by following at Wizards Podcast on Twitter. Please don't. Please don't find <laughs> that interview. Um, I don't know. I just... I, I don't... This does nothing for me. Like, I just have no interest in this at all. Look, if he shows up and the people go crazy for him and, you know, he's not That's like That's going to be interesting. What's the reaction going to be for him? Because the Japanese just naturally, they're not going to be as aware of his transgressions as the Western fans are. Yeah, I don't know. He, he opened his mouth again today about Vince McMahon and it's just oh, not... It? Yeah, it's not... It's not. It's it, look. It is what it is. But I don't know. It's not my cup of tea. I'm going to move on to the main event where David Finley has his first defense of his IWGP Global Heavyweight Championship against Nick Nemeth, which I am really looking forward to. So am I. Like I, I must. I was really looking forward to it. And now, as we get closer, I'm like, I'm. I was really positive. I'm now not so confident. I don't know why. I like. I watched. I watched Nick Nemeth's promo on TNA, like the first weekly TNA, and it was just so boring. Like he said nothing for like ten minutes. But granted, that does—that's not any indication of him as a wrestler, what he can do in the ring. Um, but yeah, I, I really don't know what to expect here. This could go. I'm not expecting greatness. I'd be happy with good, but I could see it going bad and poorly. Really, I think. Yeah, this is I don't know. Be... What, I'm excited. I've got. I I can't. There, there's definitely a word for it, but I was optimistic and now I'm pessimistic. That's for sure. I think this. Hope I'm a, wrong. I think this will be a great main event. I think they're going all in. They're having these. They're they're, they're throwing him into the main event of Sapporo. Like they, I'm surprised actually, really, because there's no indication to say that the Japanese audience really give a fuck. Like the only thing they've got to go on. WWE really isn't that big in, in in Japan. Like, honestly, it's not a big deal in Japan. Like, people know Shinsuke Nakamura rest, like WWE, and that's probably the extent of their knowledge of WWE. Um, but I just like I think it's a big risk. I do think like, but I just I hope it works because I like Nick Nemeth. I do like it. Look, I think it will, and, it, you know, he's not a full-time New Japan guy. I think it's more of a a device to elevate David Finley, because I think... Yeah, 100%. David's got to be getting the window. Yeah, because you look around, right, with no Osprey and and Okada and Jay White gone and Tamatanga leaving, like, it's Naito, it's Shingo, it's Zack Sabre Jr. Do you think David is David Finley is stepping up? Do you think he has... I'm not saying that he can replace Osprey or he can replace anyone, but do you think he is kind of filling a void in some capacity? Do you think he is stepping up? Yes, I do. I do. I think this, this, as much as I hated him becoming the leader of the Bullet Club uh, a year ago, now more than ever, and this all also depends on if, because I know there's been rumblings that the War Dogs aren't all under contract Dude, before like heading into wrestle kingdom apparently every war dog was fucking out of contract <laughs> like fightful reported that alex coughlin gabe kid clark connors and drill and loney did they say gabe i can't remember they definitely said at least those three were out of contract and i was shocked when they said drill and loney was out of contract i was like new japan gave driller a contract like that quickly 
Like, New Japan didn't give Aussie Open a contract for fucking five years. Right. And then, like, they, they're not, it's not like you have to sign to get a belt. That's never been the case. Right. Uh, Minoru Suzuki famously has never signed a contract with New Japan Pro Wrestling. He's been champion, like, never tag team, IWGP, IWGP Intercontinental. Yeah, um, never. 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 Yeah, he might not have been tagged. I can't remember. I, but he's been, yeah, never openweight and never six man. Um, but yeah, like, I was like, that surprised me that if they'd given Driller a contract, like maybe a short term contract, but I figured it would just be you get paid for a tour. Um, but I yeah, more, I, I think more now than ever, you need David Finley and that group of guys. Like, they need to fucking wreck New Japan. Like, he, they yeah, need to... they need to keep that ante up. They, yes. He can't go in now and just start having good matches. It's got to have that kind of carnage feel to it. It's got to have that chaotic feel to it. You can't just go in now and have a classic with Nick Nemeth. There's no, got to be some tables. There's got to be some chairs. Yep. Uh, uh, Suzuki was a tag champion with Takayama. Oh, well, yeah, like, Jesus. <laughs> Back in, like, the mid-2000s, I'm guessing. Yeah, hey, you asked, man. I'm just... I'm no, not, no, I'm... yeah, I was thinking more Suzuki-gun, like, cause recently than the old-school Suzuki-gun. Um, but, yeah, then you go to the second night the final night of the new beginning tour and then matches of note uh okada's final match in new japan before he apparently according to fightful goes to aw are you are you guys let's build this up let's build this up okay okada's oh final. okay you're gonna build okada. it up do it how long how long has okada been with new japan yeah longest reigning iwgp heavyweight champion yeah most defenses than anyone he broke tanahashi's record headlined countless wrestle kingdoms uh-huh. However many classic matches, rivalries galore, yeah. Shibata, Ibushi, Naito, Osprey, the man is Omega, Omega, won G1s, won New Japan Cups, Jay White, this is this is Kazuchika fucking Okada, yeah? yeah. And for his last match, he Matt will Riddle. team up Matt Riddle, baby, <laughs> to take on Matt Riddle on the other side. It's Hiroshi Tanahashi, Kazuchika Okada, Hiroki Goto, Yoshihashi, and Tommy Hiroshi. Taking on Matt Riddle, Jeff Cobb, Hanare, Gray Okan, and Callum Newman. Matt Riddle will be involved in Kasuchi Okada's final ever match. It's a random 10 man tag match. Okay. Matt Riddle. Well, gonna... Is Matt Riddle part is Matt Riddle joining United Empire? Is he possibly joining United Empire? Why the fuck? Why the fuck? Why the fuck? What the fuck is this? Uh, I th- okay. Hear is me this, out. Is this is this New Japan being like fuck you, Okada? No. I don't think so. I think it's a I think it's an opportunity to put Riddle in a high-profile match with Okada, but also, what if? Just hear oh, me don't out say, here. Don't say that. That means they're putting some fucking oomph behind Matt Riddle. No, what if he, he might beat Tanahashi, man. No. What if Great Okan pins Okada? <laughs> You're true. If Great Okan pins Okada, I'll buy you whatever shirt you want from the new. What about spot. Jeff Cobb? What if so? What if one of the heavyweights? If if if, if, if Okada takes a loss. You think he's that kind of guy? If Okada takes, if, if Okada gets pinned, sorry, he can be on the losing side. If Okada loses here, I'll buy you whatever shirt you want from the New Japan store, like a normal price shirt. If Okada gets pinned, yeah, Okada has to take the loss. He can lose by submission. Right. I'm not going to be that that type of prick. But if Okada takes the, the takes the loss, takes a pin for submission loss in this mm-hmm. match, I'll get I'll get you a shirt. All right, deal. I don't know. It doesn't. None of it makes sense to me, Kieran. I don't. There, on paper, it doesn't make sense. But in my brain, I'm like, this is has to be a storytelling device, right? Maybe. Does it? 
I hope so. His final match, that's the story. I'm still grasping at, you know, like, he's leaving. Okada's leaving. Like, you have an opportunity to maybe make somebody. But they've not done that so far. They, the, 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 we haven't spoken about it, and I, I do want to speak about it. So maybe now we'll just take a, a, a quick sidestep. So Okada's, yeah. Okada's final Corrigan Hall. Never overweight six-man championships on the line against TMDK. Yep. Phenomenal match. Yep. Never in a million years wanted nor expected Kose Fushita to be pinning Kazuchika Okada in this match. That's ridiculous. Fushita's clearly a junior. Like, that's not how New Japan works. Uh, 100% expected TMDK to win the title, sir. Yep, with you. Tomohiro Ishii and Toyoshi Tanahashi are right there. Shane Hayes and Mike and Nichols have a plethora of big tag team maneuvers. The fact that Okada won and then immediately relinquished the titles, what the fuck? Right. It, it, it just is it, so weird to me. It, do you think, because they had him, he had not signed a contract and they put him on this tour. He's he's no, he's no longer a new fan wrestler since yeah right. January thirty first midnight February first contract is fired. But this tour was announced before January thirty first. Do you think they thought he was going to stay? It's very possible. It's very possible. I suppose so. But and do you I, think I just, like they're just blindsided by the fact that he's leaving and they just don't know what to fucking do? I feel like you know you do something like. The, 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 the Tanahashi would have been perfect. That, that no one would have ever had right. anything bad to say. One day, one day shy of the Rainmaker shock against his greatest rival in the place where it kind of all started for Osaka, for Okada getting the IWGP Heavyweight Championship in Osaka twelve years ago. It, it like you, it, the, the, the stars aligned for that to happen. Like that, Okada isn't leaving in March, April, May, June, July, any other month of the year. He happens to be leaving in February that month when it all began for Okada. And then they just do this random bullshit 10 times, 10 man, 10 match, second match on the card. I'm trying to see, like, if I can get the timeline here. Just, I just, because it seems like, what do I have here? This is from The Observer. January 9th, two title matches announced for a Road to New Beginning tour. So that's not that. That's Kirk and Hall. It was shortly after Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. It was, it was like, like a, a week or two like removed. A, yeah, so I'm just trying to see if like it was they like just when I was in I was in my new home. It was mid January. That's it, was when it was after... officially announced, though. So who knows when news right. came there? Um, but yeah, and it, January 18th. There we go. So, but ca- carrying on with this card anyway. And you get third match on the card: Gorillas of Destiny versus Gorillas of Destiny. Tamatonga and Tangaloa versus El Fantasmo and Hikaleo. Tamatonga send off match. This is how you do a send off match. I know Matt said, like, kind of, what's the point? But this makes sense. It's passing the torch, passing the G.O.D. name. We don't know what's happening with Tangaloa. Um, but Tamatonga certainly deserves his moment in the spotlight. And and this is that. What do you see, Nelly? Sorry, Nelly is very distracted. I, I thought you was looking for the spotlight. It was a high No, Nelly saw like her, her head just, like, went up to the ceiling like a maniac. Um, yeah, it's a send-off. It'll be fine. Whatever. <laughs> Just as just like Nick Nemeth and Taguchi against fucking David Finley and Gato. I think see now this one's interesting to me. The fact that Gato is in this match, because what was we just saying about all these war dogs guys and their contracts and everything? It's not, you know, Okada's agreed to work more matches. Osprey's contract probably finished on January 31st as well. Yeah. I thought because that's historically when New Japan contracts finish, and he no doubt has just agreed to work the extra match for right. like was that the case for other guys in that match? 
that their contracts are up and they agree to sign. But uh, also, do they want to fly anyone in for just one match? Gato is obviously going to be there. Um, yeah, and Nick Nemeth has to pin somebody, and it ain't David Finley. <laughs> yeah, no, no, of course. Uh, and then you get into the just five guys versus uh, Lij singles matches, building up to the main event. You got the fifth match: Taka Mishinoku versus Bushi. Six match: Hiromi Takashi versus Doki. Please give the boy Doki a win. Please. Oh, that'd be huge. I would love get, that. You know who else I would I would love to see uh, uh work their way up the card and be a main player? Tai Chi. Give me some Tai Chi, baby. Well, what do you think of this, Matt? So this isn't official, but backstage, Shingo and Tai Chi were talking and they were like, the main events for the title. You and Yota Suja putting a hair up for the line. And it's like, what have we got to put up on the line? We haven't got any titles. Pants. Please tell me pants. <laughs> they suggested their YouTube channels. I don't know how you put a YouTube channel on the line, but this is what they agreed to. And I don't know if it's official. I haven't seen the English New Japan website or Twitter post anything about it, but they are they are prolific YouTubers. Okay. I mean, I, I guess that plays to the Japanese crowd. I don't know. But regardless, again, like I must say, the, the, these, the match on this card for me is definitely the eighth match. Uh, hair versus hair. Yu Urumura versus Yotsuji. We, we, we thought this cage match was tragic. I can't believe this is happening. And two, two, when I put this tweet up, too many people were saying that Yota Suji cannot lose. There is not enough appreciation for Yuta Umura's hair. Uh, Suji's hair is fucking bomb, man. It is, but I showed you Yuta Umura. He's got that fucking young stud in Noki vibe to him, man. I'd be, I, yeah, but the, the, Noki's, the, Noki didn't have hair like, like, I, like Suji. Come on. Now. Yeah, imagine if... Look, I'd rather suit. I'm, I'm putting it out there. I'm, I'm, I, I want you to win. Don't say. It. I want you to win. Motherfucker, unbelievable. This guy's unbelievable, people. I so you, want, so you want to see? Now here's. He's not gonna win. This. He won a Wrestle Kingdom, but I want you to win. I gotta ask you this now. When we now, hair versus hair, are we talking right? Because don't forget, I'm from the states now, so I'm used to like the goofy WWE AEW shit, where they essentially just give them a haircut. Or are we talking like we're gonna shave these motherfuckers' heads? Well, I'm assuming shave their heads. I'm, I'm come guessing on. That, I, I'm assuming because obviously when you join the New Japan Dojo and you make your debut, black trunks, black boots, no hair. Yeah. So they are trying to strip away the personality. They're trying to say that you're a fucking young boy. Dude, could you imagine Yoda Suji's giant head with no hair on it? Come on. We had that once upon a time. Yeah, but I, not I like the bald Yoda Suji. I don't look bald Yoda Suji is not in my memory bank here. This luscious Godzilla monster with these <laughs> flowing long locks. That's what I want. Him with no hair is horrifying. Now let's see. What if I look up Yuya Yurimura without yeah, any hair? Just look up Young Lion maybe or something like that. But these guys had a really good match at Wrestle Kingdom with the time limit and these two are the standouts of the very wild musketeers renderita is very very far in last place um he's trying to use the blue shell and it's just not working uh show to umino you can place where you want i think he's far behind these two ah, he'll look fine with no hair yuya he'll be fine <sighs> you're such a so so mean to my boy yuya he's such a hunk um but where where that's that could be hunky without hair bread club civil war Matt is on Team Yotsuji. I am on Team Yurumura. Let us know in the comments which team you're on. And everyone's going to say Yotsuji, I know. But you're all wrong. Look at Suji's oh, hair. Yeah. It's amazing. Now, let you're me wrong. find this Suji young lion. I bet he looks like a ghoul. He's really wrong. Um, and as Matt <laughs> finds... That's so nice. That's so nice. 
Uh, main event, IWG World Heavyweight Championship, Plessy Knights versus Smarter. Look, we, 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 again, we've spoken about this throughout the episode. We spoke about it in the build to Wrestle Kingdom. We spoke about it post-Wrestle Kingdom. There's really not much to get into here, I don't think. Well, you think we'll find out who is this where Zach confronts Naito afterwards, or do they go? Because the I know they announced cups after. The... What? So the new Japan Cups after. So right. I don't so think the anniversary anyone show, and they already announced they're doing the champion against the junior. So is, is... so Naito versus Despy sounds pretty fucking cool. Yeah, is Despy going to come out and do the old, you know, point of the belt gimmick? Maybe. So I think that's what March fifth. Yeah, sounds right. Um, it's like a week after. But uh, I will say as well, my friend uh, at Wrestle in Trent, who uh, the guy for all things stardom, uh, he's actually going to be in Japan for this show. He's going to the full, uh, to the anniversary show. Nice. So if you want to see live pictures from inside uh, the anniversary show, give him a follow at One Up Culture on Twitter. Absolutely love Trent. Um, but yeah, that's the, the the new beginning. That will be we we talked about new beginning in Osaka. We previewed new beginning in Sapporo. We 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 are up to date on New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah, we are. We are. It's been a blast. Is there anything you want to talk about before we wrap this up, buddy? I think look, I want to give a very very quick shout out to the Hanare and Gabe Kid match at Corrigan Hall because we do need to wrap this up. Um, but that match, Matt, did you watch the Gabe Kid Hanare match in Corrigan? I did. I did. Fucking it was a hell, man! It's that a was up until New Beginning in Osaka. That was my match of the year. They tore, they they beat seven shades of shit out of each other. That was New Japan at its best. That was two guys telling New Japan, put all your chips on me. Like, let's fucking go. Like, have some faith in me. Give me the singles run. Give me the never title. Give me this fucking company. Um, and they 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 knocked out of the park and then some man. I just so so much love for Gabe Kid and so much love for for Hanare for that match. We'll, uh, what do we got? Oh, yeah, we'll be, we'll probably be back in, in March to talk, uh, the new, the rest of the New Beginnings Tour, the anniversary show, New Japan Cup. Uh, yeah, we'll we don't about... have a specific timing no, and schedule. It's we'll not going to be that we do um, the month, every single month. We'll do it based around a New Japan schedule so we can jump in when shit is hot. Uh, of course. And why, why is it still relevant? Which is why we didn't yeah, think about that in the uh, you can, uh, you know, find that show on Fightful Overbook, FightfulOverbook.com, Fightful.com, uh, probably one of the only wrestling websites where you should be getting your wrestling information from. Uh, so check them out and follow them. Uh, you want to follow my man Kieran at KieranRH93 on the Twitter machine. And, of course, wrestling at WrestleNIN. Uh, support them on their Patreon. Again, I can't put it over enough. I support them on the Patreon. They put out content uh several times a week they they bang for your buck um we and try. honestly it's it's great insight especially if you're we have you're shirts not, they have shirts yeah, we have shirt singular <laughs> uh and, and if you don't you know you you want to get in, it more knowledgeable in the uh J- west japanese wrestling like wrestling's the place to go they do new japan all japan noah stardom Chocolate Pro, whatever, whatever's over there. DDT, they got some. Cool. They got if, an if expert. You, if you, you like Chocolate Pro, tune in. Hopefully, we'll have something very, very cool, very, very soon. Look at that. They got an expert for everything over there at Wrestling at Wrestle in I N. They got a Discord. It's free, so check them out, man. Don't be a fool. And then I'm doing the Wizards at Wizards Podcast on all forms of social media. Every Monday night, we're live on all forms of social media. I finally figured out how to go live on Instagram. So if you're following on us on Instagram, you can watch on Instagram. Um, 
we're going into WrestleMania season. I'm trying to get a ton of people on the show to uh, to talk about the WrestleMania weekend because it is about an hour and a half away from uh, where we're located. So, uh, you know, tune in and check us out. Are you going WrestleMania? No. Ah, no. Okay. No. Not unless uh, uh, one of the, one somebody I know, his girlfriend works for the Rocks Company. Okay. So if he happens to fall into some sweet tickets, then I'll go. Oh yeah, in a heartbeat, absolutely. Uh, that, that, do not, no one can fault you there. I'll tell you what we did when we started the podcast. It was the first time they did WrestleMania in New Jersey, and we did that whole like weekend going to all the shows and yeah, yeah. wrestle. It's fun, dude. Oh, it's a blast. There's nothing else like it. It's a blast, but then for us, like we were trying to get the podcast name out there, so it was just a, it, it was exhausting. As a, if you're just going as a fan, like I, I would love to do a WrestleMania weekend again, not for WrestleMania, just for all the shows surrounding it. Right. The fact that THAPW do shows now, Starland, new shows, GCW do about 20 shows, New Japan tends to do a show. Like I, the last WrestleMania I had done was WrestleMania 33. Obviously, it's a very different for me and Matt's got an hour and a half away. I have to fly to America for it. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I, I always regret. I went to NXT. I was like, should we go Ring of Honor or should we go NXT? Uh, and we went NXT and I always regret not going to Ring of Honor. I think it was the Bucks versus Hardys in a ladder match or something. Ah, yes. I think. Um, and I went to see like Bobby Roode when he was doing that glorious bullshit. Bobby Roode. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's a story for another day. That's been Break Club for another another month. Uh, we'll be back whenever the fuck we feel like it. That's it. Hey, how about fucking Kojima becoming the uh, MLW World Heavyweight Champion again? Kojima, the 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 the. If you, I love the vets getting this time in the spotlight once again in America. Nagata gets it every so often. Kojima's got it right now. It's 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 great to see. I love bread. Come on, who doesn't love bread? Support Kieran. Support me. Support Fightful Overbooked. We'll be back in a, a month's time with more. Yeah, give or take. You know, don't, don't fucking, don't, don't think we're coming back March twelfth. All right, people, we'll be back in a month. We don't know when. It's a, it's like, it's like Christmas. You never know. One day you're just gonna open your YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast, and boom, there's gonna be a new episode of the Bread Club, and you're gonna rejoice. You're gonna tweet at Wizard Podcast. You're gonna tweet at Kieran RH ninety three. And think, thank you, thank you, Jesus, or whatever you believe in the Easter Bunny, mud, whatever, uh, Tanahashi's stupid hair. Worst president ever. You're gonna say thank you so much for the Bread Club. Nelly, Nelly's gonna be happy. Yuki's gonna be happy. Hazel's gonna be healed. It's gonna be a beautiful thing. A beautiful thing. But Will Ospreay is going to be wrestling Roderick Strong. Oh, you're going to love it. You're going to love God. every single second of it. <laughs> Put me on my misery, Matt. Poor Kieran. Thank you guys for supporting. Thank you for listening. We'll see you in about a month. Enjoy your New Japan Pro Wrestling uh, and bread. Eat lots of bread. Get fat, you fucking slobs. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.